what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2014. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Darty. And this is a podcast where we have a friend over to watch and talk about an episode of the Golden Girls. So we just watched season one, episode six, which is titled On Golden Girls. It aired October 26, 1985, which I guess makes it their Halloween episode. <laughs> yes, which is amazing. Even though it has nothing to do with Halloween. Um, and we have a very special guest here with us today. We have the author, I'm holding it up because podcasts are visual medium, uh, the author of X versus Y, a culture war, a love story about Gen X and Gen Y and pop culture that she wrote with her sister, Leo Epstein. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys should totally go check out this book on like Amazon or whatever because the cover basically, explain this cover a little bit. Okay, so the theme of the book is sort of like what... Gen X loves, what Gen Y loves, and then the things that they share. So it's Venn diagrams. So there's like a Venn diagram for TV, there's one for books and movies and music, and yeah. I guess. So the so one of the Venn diagrams, which is perfect, is sort of like your generation, which is sort of Gen Y, has Britney Spears, Spice Girls, No Doubt, Destiny's Child, and then her sister's generation, Gen X, correct? is Nirvana, R.E.M., Duran Duran. That one's pushing it a little bit. Um, and then, like, in the middle, it's, like, Madonna, Bjork, Beastie Boys, which is perfect. It's, yeah. like, it's a, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really fun, I really like the cover. It's, it's really fun. It's a genius, genius idea of a book. So you should totally go pick it up. Oh, and you and your sister are gorgeous. Thank you. Um, Everybody's so. going to be running to the internet to Google them now. <laughs> Who are these women? Um, uh, so this episode was amazing. I, what was the official title of it? On Golden Girls, which makes it sound like... We both thought we were going to be watching a clip show. Yeah, which I thought, like, it's a little early, because the Golden Girls has... Uh, I'm, I'm telling um, Leo here, the Golden Girls has a tendency to, like, do flashback episodes, or even, like, flashback episodes to episodes that never existed. Yeah. Like, um, that, like, flashback moments for them. Yeah. And they have that multiple times throughout the series. And uh, so when I read that, I initially was like, it's six episodes in. How yeah. do they have a flashback like, oh, episode? We've run out of material. We just need to do flashbacks of stuff that already Happened. I really think every flashback episode was like the girls getting together. It was like their form of a strike with the writers, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. "We're not doing it, guys. We're just not doing it." You just we're and they're sit like, the "All right, well, I'll pay you a ton of money to just sit around the kitchen table and be like, remember the time,' and then they just fade yep. into whatever it is yep. without getting specific." <laughs> but that did not happen on this episode. Instead, uh, Blanche's grandson, David, came for a visit, and he's like uh, an 80, 16-year-old-ish, we don't really know, played sort of rabble by, Played by Buddy from Just One of the Guys, who I used to think was super hot when I was younger. He was the younger brother, He was the right? younger, like, an, like over-sexed brother, and I just remember at one point he takes his shirt off, and I was like, those are abs, and like, I, I thought he was so hot. Uh, were they like, abs, or were they just like a really skinny child? <laughs> <laughs> um, with bones. <laughs> I think it was Skinny Child with Bones. Yeah. All I remember from Just One of the Guys, which is weird because I'm a gay homosexual, is when she opens her shirt and flashes, and flashes her the boobs. boobs. Which is the exact, which is a scene taken directly from Yentl, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's how Yentl reveals herself to Mandy 
Boner Patinkin. That's oh, what I Mandy. like to call him. Um, just so we can watch. Yeah. I'll, I'll post that scene on the AdamLeni.com mm-hmm. blog so you all can see that because uh, it's incredible. Not related to Golden Girls, but I bet they appreciated it. Um, so in this episode, David comes for a visit for two weeks while his good-for-nothing parents are in Hawaii, and he is a total rabble-rouser. He, like, you know, he's just making all these, like, kind of, like, subtle, not really even subtle insults at the girls, and from the initial get-go, he was just, he, like, he wasn't on the plane, and what was the story about him? He, like, he, he was on the plane, but then he got on a different flight or something? Yeah, that was weird, because it was, like, he went to the Bahamas, but all within a space of, like, just... 30 minutes yeah. or something? Yeah, because yeah. he's not very late, right? No, he, like, came in, like, the or, no, a cop brought him in, um, because, yeah, a cop... cop wearing a bellhop uniform. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, the bellhop uniform from, like, some other sitcom, probably, that mm-hmm. he was like, well, I'm doing double duty today. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, so David arrives, and there's already, like, he, he immediately, as soon as he's there, he's there for, like, maybe five minutes, and then he goes out and gets burgers with the guys. We don't know where he got he these friends. He just, like, met some people, and yeah. he's like, oh, that's I, concerning. I got yeah. it. I got yeah. it. He, like, pops his collar. He's like, I got to take off, ladies. I just made some new friends. Yeah. I also love how, like, every person who's bad any time ever always wears a leather jacket. Yeah. Always. Well, yeah. you had a funny observation about, like, later on, his shirt. Yeah, his <laughs> uniform is a quilt, a quicksilver t-shirt and then a button-up over it with just the bottom <laughs> button done. So it creates a sort of, like, billowy effect underneath the jacket. And, yeah, I just... All I remember, like, with that sort of style with men is that they, like, definitely not buttoning anything mm-hmm. on a like button up shirt over yeah. I wonder I wonder if the customer was just like I I, I don't I don't know I don't know like thing. teenagers we dress senior well, citizens I don't, I don't, I don't know, know. Like, I don't, do. I'm not yeah. familiar with the way that they someone Google oh wait Google isn't a thing yet like they're just like they're just like walking someone around someone got a GeoCities <laughs> they're walking around the streets of Los Angeles just being like ah, I need a youth I need a youth yeah. and, and yeah. they do weird things like just button the bottom <laughs> button I have to admit though <laughs> when I and I of course wasn't a teenager in the 80s but a teenager in the 90s who did have a rat tail. One of his friends later in the episode has a rat tail, and I had one as well. Um, And it was bleach blonde because I had a stepmother who was like weird and kind of an alcoholic, and um, she was like, I'm gonna have hit kids, and then I turned out gay. Uh, But, so he, like, I dressed, like, I had Arizona Jeans Company and Quicksilver t-shirts and like the whole, like, spiked hair and everything. Mm -hmm. I was a Midwestern trying to be a kid from Florida. Like, Florida... (laughs) I feel like the uh, impact of Florida in popular culture in the 1980s going into the 90s mm-hmm. is so strong that, like... Um, and you have, like, the Backstreet Boys coming out of Yeah, exactly. Backstreet Boys in sync. All of them Mickey came Mouse out of Florida. Club, Mickey Mouse Club was yeah. all of Florida. Yeah, exactly. So Florida was a very important state Never for been to culture. Florida. Yeah, we should. Um, for, like, a day. Actually, do the 30 seconds that he was and there then and then to get the delivered. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, cool. So the whole episode um, revolves around really parents and children and the relationship between parents and children, both um, in terms of uh, Blanche and her child, who we never see, um, and and how she treated her daughter, and then because of that, that's how David has been raised and treated and sort of like not necessarily mm-hmm. cared for or taken care of um, and, and, and um, disciplined in a way that she probably should have done with her children. And then conversely, even though this, uh, the, the V story for this episode Carrie had brought up saying it doesn't really make sense and the scene was really long, but in fact, I think it makes perfect sense. So in the second scene after David arrives, after there's a little discussion about sort of David and his parents and who they are. In which Sophia, I forget how Sylvester Stallone comes up, but Sophia's basically like... Take them to go see 
Rambo. Oh, yeah, Rambo. take me to go see Rambo. Yeah. And Sophia's like, mmm, Sly Stallone. Like, love to see him without her shirt on. And I was like, oh, because yeah. she played his mom. <laughs> and, uh, 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 stop her, my mom will shoot. So I just thought that was kind of Yeah, creepy. but that was much later. I know it was later, but, like, yeah. it's like, she has no idea. Uh, which I loved that film. Um, anyway. I saw it in theaters. Uh, but, so, in that, in the kitchen scene, it, it's basically, like, the girls talking about how they raise their children and, and sort of what David could benefit from the things that they've learned about over the years of raising their own children. And Sophia talks about, uh, well, Rose instigates the conversation, but Sophia, Sophia talks about Sicily and how she can oh, yeah. get pregnant just crossing the street in Sicily. And Rose just doesn't understand it. And her it's line... It's kind of racy. It is totally <laughs> racy. I mean, Sophia's I life was like I a bad image in my head of like somebody going down the street and just a thousand penises attacking yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> can yeah. I say that? See, I, ima- oh, yeah, can say say penises. Penis. I imagined rape. Oh, Jesus. I know, I immediately yeah, I went there to too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I immediately was like, oh my God, Sophia was right. I was too busy laughing that, I mean, well, because Rose, because then Rose, t- we really have to start collecting, Rose like, jokes. We could go back and watch all we the need to. We need to make, a, we a need to make a list of every farm animal that Rose has ever had, because in this one, she talked about a cow who had to sit on a stool when they milked her because of a plowing accident. Like, she has all these, like, handicapped farm a, animals. We should do a wiki of all Rose stories. We should do a wiki of Rose story. We should, we could piece together her life. Yeah. Um, but then Sophia, is like personally her what she says is personally I like to lay into a kid with a melon baller so a melon baller is what which like those things are metal they could really hurt they you they could really yeah. hurt you you whip a kid with a yeah. melon baller I mean I think that was more like Sophia being bigger than she is like she's a big talker yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. so like how many like instruments do you think the writers went through before coming to melon baller they're like okay that. we have it down to like the KitchenAid mixer and the pizza cutter well, yeah, yeah I bet they started they were yeah. like alright start Italian start in the kitchen yeah they were like yeah. pizza cutter, like rolling pin. No, that's weight. That's too harsh. We yeah. got to go a little bit lighter. And they're like, "What's light?" And then they start throwing things around. And they're like, "Lemon meringue pie, melon, melon baller." And then everybody in the room just and then they were like that's it we're done for the day yeah let's go uh, home let's cash our checks so the kitchen scene happens and then it shifts into um, uh, Dorothy and Sophia in bed together now this I you think, made that sound very sexual it's not sexual at all <laughs> Carrie always wants to make these girls more sexual than <laughs> they are I do not sexualize them I only see them as innocent victims of our implications um but so Sophia and Dorothy are sharing a bed because David's in town and David is taking or Dorothy's room so this I think is the first episode where we see because it happens often throughout the series Sophia and Dorothy have to share a bed when guests come to town Mm -hmm. often and so this is the first no one ever sleeps on the couch no one ever except for when they're sick it's a wicker couch. <laughs> no one's gonna sleep on it. I guess. Only when they're sick. Um, but then or, why not sleep in your bed? When you're, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. So and plus they were raised together. And we learned in this episode that so Sophia and Dorothy. I think this is the first episode that they share a bed. And then also they start sort of reminiscing. About, well, first there's a really funny setup of the things that Sophia now has to do before she gets to bed. She's the patting lotion on her hand. Pricking like hairs thing. from her chin. Uh-huh. She's She has been gay all over her body. Vicks like, on her chest, Vicks. little deep heat on her neck. Yeah. And then Dorothy goes, what are you trying to do? Pickle yourself so you live to be 100? I love it! Which is a great, amazing Such line. Such a good line. And, Which, why uh, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. if you could live to be. Like, yeah. I would. I'd yeah. be pickled every day. Yeah. And then and then Dorothy keeps fidgeting. So then they settle in and then Dorothy keeps fidgeting in bed and, and Sophia's like, keep it up, I'll need a Dramamine. <laughs> I, does that whole scene yeah I, the it really of it is but you know so I think one, someone had mentioned one of us had mentioned that there that this seemed a little long and it seemed a little out of place for a, well, for for a, a B, B story, story but I don't think it does I think scene. it applies really well because it shows 
Um, it shows Do Dorothy and Sophia's relationship and the parental relationship between the two and how Sophia was actually a really good mom to yeah. Dorothy. And then they start reminiscing about what it was like when Dorothy was scared as a girl and she would come into Sophia's bed and how she would smell. And it was a very tender, sweet moment of sort of like two adults now reminiscing mm -hmm. about a childhood. How old was Sophia when she had Dorothy? It's never really explained, but it seems young, probably 20-something. Early twenties, yeah. yeah, and because I mean, she's not that much older, really. I mean, on the in real life, she was actually younger. But this is something we like talked about and they made her before. Look older. Yeah, we talked about that. It, but... That the characters' ages are always a little murky because you know we don't want to get focused on the age. Like I'm sure the writers didn't want people to get focused on the age yeah. Yeah. of the characters yeah. and instead focus on the story. Yeah, yeah. Suspension of disbelief. Um, so in this, so, this tender moment, there's a very tender moment at the end of this tender that is moment. Interrupted. Interrupted by loud music, rock and roll music. Hooligans in the living room, sitting in there, sitting, rocking out. Let's, they are sitting, yeah, it's, rocking out. It is David yes. and friends of his whom he's met earlier that evening at the one pizza with joint. Said rat tail that was mentioned. Before. One that looks like Nick Kroll. Yep. One that looks like Kaniki from Greece. Yep. And a man with a rat tail, whom when Dorothy walks into the room silently judges, like she stops yeah. talking. I like that angle too. Like you see the rat tail and then you see her Amazing in the background. Face. It was like that was their shade cam. Like that was like if they had a shade cam, that would be it. I love that even like in the eighties, like yeah. they were like rat tails yeah. are not. Nineteen eighty six cool. probably. No, eighty five at this point. Yeah. yeah. Eighty five. Uh, that they were rat tails mm -hmm. not happening. Um, and so they 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 interrupt this music and all the girls are out there in their beautiful nightgowns except for Dorothy who's in her moo moo and mm -hmm. she they're all talking to the guys and the guys are all like don't get your panties in a roar or don't yeah. get your what, what was I don't some know. support oh, it was panties. something yeah support your support support hose, support hose. which who wears hose to bed any rational person knows no also one how does a teenage bed. boy who who hangs out at a pizza place and, you know, how does he know what women wear support hose? Like, yeah. don't get your support hose in a bunch? Yeah. You don't I'm know saying, what those like, are. like, these days, like, if you said to, like, someone, don't get your Spanx in a bunch, as if, like, any man would know what that is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's so weird. the girl, so the, the the boys say something that, what, there was a line that, that was really offensive to the girls, and then Dorothy, of course, taking charge, oh, says, David, That's it! So David says, I think he says something like, what am I supposed to do, like, sit around and w watch all your arteries harden? Oh, yes, yeah. that was it. And then I was, Dorothy... Like, says the guy who just, like, is eating a ton of, like, pizza and burgers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but he's invincible, <laughs> he's young. And, uh, so Dorothy, of course, always, she's the one who like takes charge? She's like, "That's it! Out, out!" And then she says she's going to report um, the kids. She's going to turn all their names. She doesn't know their names. She's going to report all their names if they've taken anything. And then one of the boys hands some weird like a, glass thing. Yeah, like a, an ash. It looks tray. like a lighter, like a, one of those oh, glass yeah. lighters. I thought it was perfume. Yeah, which I was like, that's. I just thought maybe it was like yeah, a candy my, bowl. My stepmom had a because again that alcohol thing, and she was a smoker too. She had one of those really cool like glass lighter they things must have that they have in the living room. Very like. You have to wonder, and, was he going to pawn it? Or was he like, this is so cool? I oh, have to take it <laughs> home. He was the gay one that was like, I'm gonna put this in my collection. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so kicks him out. David has a breakdown. He He's, goes, those happen to be my friends you threw out. I've known them for three days. He met them <laughs> yeah. that evening at a pizza place, and like, I want to know what that was like. Was he just hanging out there by my, by himself, and he just like saw a group of guys, and he was well, like, he has that Stop. one button button. You know what I mean? He's cool. Everyone. Also, can read he's it. only like sixteen. Like, it just seems like this isn't allowed to happen. Yeah. Like, they're not allowed to go out by themselves. At least, I don't yeah. think I was. But then again, it's Miami, and it's, you know, it's the 80s, and Miami Vice is big. Yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, shit to the fan. 
just go. Yeah. Be crazy. Yeah. Um, so the fight escalates, and eventually David says something that just draws the line. Like, Sophia's not having it. You can all kiss my attitude. You can tell I'm Smack. the one. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> Sophia takes her hand and just right on the, right on the face. And so, whatever. Everyone's in like... <gasps> but the audience, mm-hmm. did you notice the audience, like, there was like this like hesitation where they kind of clapped. Yeah, yeah, like, it was like... Yes, Everybody yes, was yes. waiting. They're like, it was the first Jerry Springer episode. <laughs> yeah. of they were like, okay, she just struck a child. Is it okay to? It, it's okay. Okay. It's okay, okay yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And what was interesting is, so we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. So she slaps him, and Dor- Blanche has one of my favorite lines that I've actually said in bars and elsewhere many times. Is that all you know? All you Italians know how to do? Hit and yell. And then Sophia says. We also know how to... Make love and sing opera. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also says, she's like, she's like, I couldn't, I, I improvised. I didn't have a melon ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, melon ball callback. It was amazing. What, I mean, would she have just done the same? Would she have just struck him in the cheek with the melon baller? No, Again, it no. just... That's too literal. She's a big talker. Do you think she would have taken maybe the curved side of it and just no. kind of like... she would never use a melon ball. A, she's too sweet. Bum bum. She's just talking big. I want a whole spin-off show that's just about her Dave. melon ball. Oh, her melon ball. <laughs> it would be an animated special for Saturday mornings across the Like parents pool. just hire Sophia to come over yep. and hit their kids with yep. melon ballers. They're like, yep. hey, I'm not hitting them myself. So the episode shifts then with... It doesn't necessarily focus a lot on the hitting. It shifts into a discussion of... How do we discipline this child while we still have him here? What do we do with him? Mm-hmm. And there's a big debate about Blanche not wanting to give him this list of chores that the girls have all agreed on mm-hmm. um, for him to do. Before that, though, um, Blanche has a talk with David. Where? Mm. Oh, I just asked you that when you put a big jug of water to your lips. Yes. <laughs> Out, Out on, on the, the lanai! <laughs> yes, it's a, actually, and I also think it's one of the few shots where we get an angle of the lanai from the fence. Yeah, I don't, I don't think remember we've ever that ever that. happening. That and David's leaning against the fence, like with his arms up by his chin, oh, kind of yes. leaning against it's very it, like, a, like a brooding teen. Yeah, and uh, and and Blanche comes outside to talk to him, and he's basically just like, "My parents always fight. They don't know I exist. I've they never dumped been me hit on before. you." Uh, and then you know she doesn't really know how to react to that, and he just he's like, "Leave me alone," and he goes inside. Yeah. But you know that's us kind of understanding maybe why he's acting out because he just doesn't he just needs to be loved. Yeah, he just needs. I to don't be buy loved. that. He's like a dog uh, without boundaries. That. I think he, that he watched too much like bad TV and, and listened to too much rock and roll and ate too much pizza and it made him a bad child. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it leads into a theme that I was noticing and I was trying to piece together um, in the next scene. So, next scene they're in the kitchen they're talking about disciplinary like I was saying yep. like a little shit list of chores, etc. And, and, uh, and as they're talking there's like, I'm noticing this sort of like Republican conservative sort of like you know, thing about hitting children and then, like, the conservativeness of, like, raising a child in a very strict sort of way. And even later in the episode, there's a there's a list of what are you, the secretary, are you going to be the secretary of state and or the president, like, the president's job was... And it seemed very, like, oh, my God, this is 1988 or 1985 Ronald Reagan's country <laughs> where we hit our kids and they have chores and everyone's proper. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed very... Like, I feel like this was, like, an episode where Ronald Reagan was like, you have to do 
one episode about me. <laughs> and, like, this was the episode that they did. So, they're trying to figure out ways to discipline this kid. They don't know what to do. Fast forward. Well, like, they also, um, there's a point where Dorothy, t- like, oh, no, wait, is this later? This We're, is later, yeah. This is later. But we, one thing we do learn before we get further is that, I don't, and again, I just wrote this down. I wrote, Rose had a one-eyed pig named Larry. Yeah. So, I don't know. Somehow this came back up. Then. That's the B story, really. I feel like the B story <laughs> that was going on is actually secretly a part of the A story, and... B, the B story is Rose's one eyed pig. No, I and think that the, the B. Animal. And also, uh, the, the, yeah, it's so strange. Like, and the French class. The, the French class, that has nothing, nothing. to do with this episode. Nothing. The B story they just should have been. about it, like, again, ever. It's like, yeah, they talk a, about it in the beginning, later. She, has, she has to study for her French class, and at the end, she passes and gets an A in and her French class. And that's it. Like, that's it. But the, but the B story just could have been, like, oh, this kid David has come to town, and now, like, Dorothy and Sophia are forced to share a bed. Yeah. That's a fun B story, but, yeah. like, there was there was literally there was nothing. It's not like she taught David French or he helped her with her, her yeah. French, and that's how they bonded. Yeah, you know nothing, yeah. nothing except Dorothy does say when she does they she reveals that she passed it. She was like everybody's like oh congrats you passed, and she was like thank you or should I say a merci beaucoup? And it's like <laughs> we're like oh that's the but payoff. Not, but she doesn't say it like she says it no, in this weird she's... creepy like Corella Deville way where she's like merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's very like like moany, you know. And I, it's... if you, if they hadn't said that she passed, I would have completely forgotten. Yeah. It's not like I was dying to know that. And result. they didn't want you to forget. It's just, it was bizarre. So before all of that, though, there was a moment where after they decide to discipline this kid and mm-hmm. they give they give the list of chores. David cut to at night, late that night. David sneaking out, like tiptoeing out of the house, very and then Dorothy yeah. just happens to be awake. And in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen with the light on and is able to hear him even though he's made no noise and mm. opens the door Let's and says... Let's talk about why we think Dorothy was in the kitchen. Because at one point she's like, let me make you some food for breakfast. Studying. She was melon balling. <laughs> okay, she may have been melon She may have been up late studying, but at least, like, give us that. Like, Dorothy should come in and go, oh, David, like, I I, yeah. I was up late studying and I, whatever. But, like, I just, I, I don't know. I just like to yeah. think that she was sitting at the kitchen table. Waiting for him. The lights were off. She was just sitting alone in the dark. Crying. Waiting. Yeah. Maybe crying. Yeah. <laughs> we later learned, yeah, no, but it's, I don't, yeah. I actually like that because in a weird way, I would like B. Arthur to enter my room like that. Like, I would want her to be like, where are you going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that what she says to him? Like, I think she, she says, just kind like, of yeah. pokes her head and it's just like, sort of like, like, there's no, like, David. oh, hi. Like, there's nothing that's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I would wake up from my bed and be like, I don't know, Dorothy. <laughs> and it would be She's a whole the only moment. one with any, like, real authority. She has real, and that, like, it is. It's very much, even though it's Blanche's grandson, it very much is Dorothy's episode. Yeah. And so, so David is sneaking out, and Dorothy says, what are you doing? And he doesn't know where he's going. He's going to get on a train or a bus or whatever the fuck he's going to get on. And then, um, as he's going, he's, she's like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to be Secretary of State? First Republican reference. Mm-hmm. So they have this moment, and Dorothy's being all, like, cool and stuff. Yeah, she's like, with this we kid. all like you. You, you have a she says you have a choice you can tough it out or you can let it beat you it doesn't yeah. have to suck here she's basically like you know she's basically like embrace us and and and, and like being here and get used to it because yeah. when your parents are shitty which they're going to continue to be shitty like yeah. this is going to be a place where you can come escape to yeah. um and then he then she he talks about like the list of chores that she made and he was like I don't know about vacuuming that's a woman's chore and she was like we can negotiate I would have been like a woman's chore he said said, like that's like a that's like a woman thing and she's like well then I can vacuum and you can do the garden you know what I mean it's Reagan's episode guys remember this it's Reagan's episode (laughs) of course the women vacuum um so 
he agrees to stay. Fast forward a week later, she makes him some sandwiches. How many sandwiches does one person eat? I don't know. I can only eat one. Sometimes I have because I'm trying to cut down on my bread. And then a week passes, and David loves it there. And David, suddenly, and everyone's like, happy. They're oh hanging out God. on the lanai. They're yeah. drinking sodas. Uh-huh. They're like. Oh, we have, oh, this has been a really fun week. Yeah, with Merci yeah. Boku. She passes she the passed. test, and then David's like, I want to stay forever. And <laughs> that was so, pretty awkward. Thank you. Yeah, that was really No, nice. not what you did. Oh, okay. but, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, all of a sudden, he's like the shitty kid, and then all of a sudden, they're like, a week has passed. David, we love you. And yeah. he's like, I want to stay forever. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. I, as an audience member, I'm not on board. I want to see how he's redeemed himself. Yeah. I mean, he oh, called I them didn't. old. It was like, I don't want to see him He was good. mean. I, I want to see a snippet of him yeah, like, I like a montage s- with like happy music yeah. and him, like taking out the trash like I wanted like a save the cat moment where like you know like Sophia's trying to like reach something high on a shelf and he's like let thing. me get that yeah. for you just like one little thing because I'm like no like I don't know what you've done in the past week I don't know if you've manipulated these women and thinking that you're a good kid we don't know that. I don't. I don't want. I want. The, I want it to be on the four women. I don't want anything on David. I. I could. I, One I, thing I, I do have to say before that. we go into like this, him wanting to stay there forever. This is something that I did notice throughout the series, but especially in this episode, Blanche has a lot of mystery children, mystery children and grandchildren. There are. She has. She has. There's two boys and there's some girls. Mm-hmm. Some of them we meet. One of them's fat once. One later she's not. She has a younger child, and she has an older child, and David's somewhere in the mm-hmm. mix, too. There are so many... She has so many random... Like, all the other... I'm going to read you something on IMDb. Oh. I, I also... I found a really fun fact for this episode, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, that during the run of the series, we meet a total of seven grandchildren. <sighs> Michael and Kate, Sophia's grandkid, Charlie, Rose's granddaughter, yes. and David, Melissa, Aurora, and Sarah, Blanche's mm-hmm. grandkids. We meet eight siblings, Gloria, Dorothy's sister, Holly, and Lily... Rosa's sisters, Angelo and Angela, Sophia's brother and sister, which pretty much are one character because Angela, they couldn't get yeah. the actress back, so they changed it to Angelo. And Virginia, Charmaine, and Clayton, Blanche's two sisters and brother. We meet three parents, Big Daddy, Blanche's dad, Alma Lindstrom, Rosa's mom, and Sophia's mother, and seven children, Michael and Kate, Dorothy's kids, Janet and Rebecca, Blanche's daughters, Gloria, Sophia's other daughter, and Bridget and Chris and Rosa's daughters. Those are so many kids! There are Holy so shit. many. <laughs> so many. That was impressive, I have to say. Thank so, you for finding that. So she has David, Melissa, Aurora, and Sarah. Maybe we can do a tree and post it on the website. Let's do a tree and post it on the website. Yeah, we need to make a family tree. Somebody somebody make us. I will gladly do it. I'll get a big whiteboard and just start bananas brand lines um, um, okay so okay so david wants to stay he walks off he's like oh my parents will be fine with it they hate me anyway whatever so dorothy's <laughs> all like he can't live here mm-hmm. and not in like a mean way but in like oh we can't support that you need to talk to his parents and so blanche goes and talks to his parents her, her daughter janet her daughter janet don't know who she is never and um in hawaii and they have words What's the time difference then it's yeah well it's florida, florida hawaii so it's, that's is that like, six set, hours Six or seven, yeah. I think that might be six hours. I don't really know. Five or six hours. Yeah. It's far. Five or six hours. There's a time difference and it was night there, so it would have been... I guess it would have been in the daytime. But still, they're in Hawaii vacationing. Like, what, is she just calling the hotel and they're there? No, I think they're out on the beach. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, suspension Mm -hmm. of disbelief. And so, she's out there, she talks to Janet. You think she's putting a one-up. You think she's playing a trick on Janet when she's like, I'm going to keep David. And then the conversation goes to a place of like, well, you better start treating him better or else I'm going to keep whatever Mm -hmm. the things he's saying. And so, she gets off the phone and the girls are like, that was impressive, Blanche. And she's like, I'm every word of it I would have kept him and whatever so Blanche wants David to live with them and Dorothy and Rose are like 
what? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's quickly resolved, and it's not like it doesn't like it a is, new thing. That but happens. let's also talk about David's what sixteen, seventeen. So she's like, I basically want him to live here for a very short period of time, which so is the perfect way to adopt. Yeah, you're just like, I'm gonna adopt you. Oh look, I was once a mother, and then you have a kid out in like yeah. six also, months. Also, like that's a pretty big decision. Yeah, that should be made with the parents. She also yeah. has no rights. She can't just she be like, I'm gonna right. keep your child. The yeah, child no rights. Pretty cheeky. That, yeah, no rights. That's pretty bold, actually. Yeah. Um, and then so it gets to the end of the episode and. David's gonna go um, finish the rest of his parents' vacation with his parents in Hawaii. Why? I also, did they ever explain? Because she's basically like, "I'm gonna keep him," and then in the next scene, he's saying goodbye and he's gonna he's going to join his parents in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Mom and Dad want to work it out." Like, was the threat of "I'm gonna keep your kid," like, was there a phone call that no, we missed? No, I don't think there ever. No, I don't think so. I think it, that was pretty much it. He straightened up. It was all resolved, and then he's going to go. But, but she's on the phone with Janet, and she was like, I'm going to keep him. And then the phone call ends, no, right? Then, no, oh, it, it continues. And, and they have a bit of a words yeah. thing going on, and then at the end, says, well, you better shape up, or else... I yeah. see. There was a, that's why I the girls see. were like, that was smart, Blanche. And then she was like, I meant every word of it, and whatever. That. So David's leaving, and it's a really sad-ish goodbye, and Dorothy says, you can come back here and live with us anytime you want, but things go wrong. And and whatever he has, he like individually says goodbye to all of the girls. And, and then at there's the end, a really he's saying goodbye to Sophia. And I think and Sophia does this weird thing, which um, Carrie and I will do via video for the website, so you guys can see this, but, <laughs> or maybe in a gift somehow. But we'll do she where she like, like pinches his cheek, she, but not really. She makes then, like a cl- like a knuckleball, yeah, finger, like a knuck- or like, like a melon yeah. ball. Like yeah. she's gonna do a melon. She like melon balls his face. Yeah, like, remember me. But in a really but slow, like I have arthritis way. Like yeah. Slow, where it's like she, she's like reconsidering. Like, like she has cerebral did I palsy. Right like it's like a cerebral palsy like, hand that she has oh, that just sort of stays oh. in the air there. My right, brother has he, cerebral palsy, guys. That's how I know that. He does. He also <laughs> does like a cool handshake with Rose. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah, I think we should bring back cool handshakes. We should. Like you should have a cool handshake for each of your friends. Yeah, but that'd like, be hard. I would probably, I would probably forget to, and like, be a lot confuse to my friends and be like, I'm not Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah. So David's going to Hawaii, and they're like, come back anytime. Which you know, as people who have seen the entire series, he never comes back. Mm-hmm. So we can assume that he made it to he Hawaii died. and died, yeah. or just. Or, you guys went so negative. Everything was great. Glass half full. He made up with his parents and he went to college and now he's a doctor. Sure. Sure. <laughs> maybe. But like, I don't or know. He's maybe like, like a rock star. Or he's a rock star. Yeah. Or he went on to star in Just One of the Boys. Just One of the Guys. guys. I, it was a oh horrible my gosh. film. It was a horrible film. Anyway. Um, Leah, you brought up a good point about how Sophia always carries her purse around. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's oh, and it's one of those like wicker ones. Mm-hmm. And I remember my like great grandmother having one of those. Not great grandmother, my great aunt having okay. one of those. Um, and I, I really, I really liked it. And I kind of want one now, but it's I have cool. no idea what she has inside there. We were wondering. We were positive. I feel like, like what's inside like Sophia's her meds, purse. right? Her blood pressure medicine. Call yeah. back to the triangle, which was to no one episode, episode before this. Last episode, yeah. Must have been her BP meds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also her Vicks and her deep heat and all that other stuff that she keeps on her body. Wouldn't it be fun if she had like a keychain that was like one of those Japanese girls that has like everything on her keychain <laughs> and it's just like it jingles and that's what weighs her back down. I feel like uh, there's nothing in there. There's nothing. Except for like maybe like a page of a 
like a dirty page from a book torn out. Uh, of, like, just like one. Like the bus route map, and that's like it, and it's like a sad. Or maybe like, she has like a hit list for like the people that she still has to kill back oh, in Sicily. That's good. I like that one. Maybe that's all it is. Yeah, you guys should send us in what you think. Yeah, let um, us, what do you think is in Sophia's, Sophia's purse? purse. Like, um, that's ridiculous. So that's pretty much no. I've got one. So this is a really fun fact that I learned from IMDb. Oh. Um, so the actor Billy Jane, uh, buddy from Just One of the Guys, who yes. plays David. He is the younger brother of an actor named Scott Jacoby, Jacoby, who plays Dorothy's son Michael oh. in three other episodes. Oh. Which means that yeah, Dorothy and Blanche... In real life, they were siblings. In real life, they were siblings, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, that's just, it's just a fun fact. It's a fun fact. Fun fact. A fun fact. I didn't, yeah. I didn't uh, realize that. Let me see. I'm going to Google that actor to see if he was... Oh, he was David number, or I'm sorry, this is Michael number one, right? This guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Michael number one. Not to be confused with Michael number two. They're both very handsome. Who sleeps with Rose's they also look daughter Jewish. that one time. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was a fun fact. Oh, yeah. wait, is it this guy? This was second Michael. Yeah, that was second Michael. Okay, so I think it was guys, second Michael. You guys Michael. can't see what we're looking at, but they're looking at a lot of Michael. We're just, we just, I just um, googimmed yeah. this actor. That's fine. So that was pretty much the episode. Yeah. Um, and what did you think, Leo? I thought, um, well, I guess I feel bad, like, not being, yeah. like, very knowledgeable about the Golden Girls. I feel like I've maybe got away with most of my life, like, floating the notion that, like, <laughs> I know about it. Yeah. Because I know everything. Yeah. No. Um... I I feel uncomfortable with like the idea of getting old. Mm. So but this is actually kind of comforting because I'm like, well maybe when I get old I can I can still like wake up and look like this. Like I feel like yeah. Blanche is like the epitome of I woke up like this. Mm-hmm. Like she just has makeup on in her nightgown yeah, all the time. Yeah, fuck you, Beyonce. Yeah, uh, David, he's no good. He's a bad apple. Yeah. I I don't I don't trust him. Um, I mean, just based on his wardrobe choices alone. Yeah, I that last button. We can make that conclusion. Yeah. <clears throat> Never going to Sicily. Really interesting. Oh, because you don't get raped. And yeah. Yeah. Pregnant. Pregnant. Yeah. Raped and pregnant. Yeah. Oh, you guys. MTV's news. I just took it as like. <laughs> I just took it as I don't know. Like you can't you can't cross the street without getting pregnant. I think Real it just life. means like there are you know I just think yeah. that, like they're, they're in Sicily. There's a lot of you know pasta. There's a lot of wine. There's a lot of romance. Just a lot of people are you know getting caught up. Maybe you know just like having flings in the moment. It actually sounds really romantic up to me. Sex. I don't know. I text you to be like, how was your date? (laughs) What what dates do you speak of? I don't even know what you're talking about. Jesus. Ladies? Well, okay, Um, so towards the end of all of our discussions about uh, the Golden Girls in the episode we watched, we like to sort of ask a golden takeaway, something that you maybe have learned from this episode that can benefit your life. Um, We'll start it off. So my golden takeaway from this episode is... To buy a melon baller. I don't, like, have one, and I, I love melons, and I love honeydew and cantaloupe and all of those things, and I'm assuming it's how you get the little ro- the, the rolls, right? That's how? Oh, yeah. 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 So that's how you make good melon I rolls. feel like that is, a, is just a, something, an essential item, not for abuse, but for, like, just enjoyment. Of, for what it was intended to be used for. And who doesn't like things in ball form? 
Well, what you do is you take the melon ball or you scoop it. You can do watermelon, honeydew melon, cantaloupe, and then you inject it with some booze. This is what people sometimes do at parties. You and yeah, you inject it with the. I know. I'm just saying that that's what some people. I could do it with like honey. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. That would be very, very sweet. Yeah. So basically, you're going to you take away... Bread? Could you do a melon baller with bread and just have, like, bread balls? Did yeah. you used to make bread balls with your hands? Because I would oh. do that. I would peel the crust mm-hmm. off of white bread, and I would, like, take a bunch of pieces, and I'd ball it up and make, like, a baseball, and then I would just eat it like an apple, but it was a ball of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. Maybe not, like, a baseball size. Yeah. Like, I made a big one. I also, dra- I also drank pickle juice from the jar and olive juice from the can. I was a weird kid! Yes, you were. What's your golden takeaway, Carrie? Oh man, I don't even know. I there. I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, what is my golden takeaway? Um, my golden takeaway, if I can speak more slowly. Okay, we talked about this earlier. I'm gonna say my golden takeaway is that um, rat tails, mm. bleached ponytails. Mm-hmm. Um, not not accepted in the 80s, mm-hmm. at least by the Golden Girls, and uh, not accepted by me mm-hmm. present day. I'm just not... It, it, it's a reminder at how unattractive yeah. I find a rat tail or a little Lawrence bit of a, a ponytail to be on a gentleman. Which, if that's your thing, great. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. Um, but it's not for me, no, I guess. don't embrace it. Um, Embrace it. Be yourself. Do whatever you want to do. I mean, yes, but no. I'm just saying, I don't. I do not find them attractive. Yeah. Like if I if we saw you on the street with a rat tail, we would probably be like, he masturbates a lot. You're not. You're looking at me when you say that. that, But I think you meant just a gentleman. I meant general. Like I'm saying, if we like if we three were walking down the street, like Vermont here, we were just like, oh look at that rat tail. Now everybody knows where you live. You just said the name of your street. It's a huge. The fans are going to be lining up. But like if we were walking down the street, I saw a rat tail. I'd probably be like, oh, he's probably lonely. Probably masturbates all the time. I don't know where you got from rat tail. Like, it's I, like I'm fast forwarding in his life. It's like yeah. it's like it's like those six feet under episodes where you like see their death. You know what I mean? <gasps> Don't like, spoil yes. it. <laughs> I just binged the series. Oh, I'm still watching it. I mean, I'm still oh. binging. I need to like finish. I'm on like season oh, okay. four. Whatever. Ne- next podcast. Um. So, Leo, what was your golden takeaway? Oof. Uh, teenage boys are the worst. Mm. They're always on their periods. <laughs> yes. And they should never be trusted. Um, <laughs> that was a big takeaway. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like, I, I, I feel like I should come up with, like, some more, like, global, like... No! You know, Do moral... You. That's great. That is a great one. Um, I think the teenage boy one, but also that... Like cell phones would have just made all of this so much better. So much better. You, you know, he wouldn't. He was. Yeah, and yeah. then maybe it like it wouldn't have seemed like he was such a bad kid. Yeah, yeah. He'd I call that. up his parents. I thought that and, too. Like when at the beginning when they were like, maybe he missed the plane, and I was just thinking like, why don't you just call him? Like, but then I was like, oh, it's not him. Five, he can't. They don't yeah. do that. No. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much yes. for coming on thank our podcast. Thank you. So where can people follow you? Uh, on Twitter at Leonora Epstein, uh, and if you can like figure out how to spell that, then yay! Well, we will do it for you because it's L E O N O R A E P S T 
T-E-I-N. The way you jerked your body and danced through that. That was great. And you guys can go on to Amazon, and we'll post this on the website as well, adamalanai.com, but X versus Y, A Culture War, A Love Story by Eve and Lenora, a.k.a. Leo Epstein. In theaters now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Um, And I am H. Allen Scott. You can follow me at H-A-L-A-N-S-C-O-T-T. And I am at Squid Eating Squid. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Literally, that is... I don't ever want you to change... Like, I've been saying I want you to change your Twitter handle, but now I don't because it, like, gives me so much, like, It makes joy. every... It makes the end of every single episode Amazing. of this podcast awkward Amazing. for a second. Amazing. Can I just say one thing? Yes. Which just came to mind. We were talking about cell phones. Can you think, like, if you had said to one of the Golden Girls, like, just saying, and where can we follow you? Like, they would just be like... Why are you following? Whereas here it's like, yes, follow me. Follow me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out adamlanai.com and we'll see you next time. Yes, and send us your suggestions on what you think is in Sophia's purse on our Tumblr because <laughs> yes. we're really curious to know. <laughs> Definitely. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Bye.